the pride of Limerick, the young man named Sean Sheehan. The MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 129 of the Severe Boxing Podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan. And back with me this week is the man from Bleacher Report, CNN, all those good places. Jeremy Botter, Jeremy Hartings. They're great. The, the Severe Boxing Podcast. It's like this is the pinnacle the pinnacle of my career. Um, the yeah, place that I wanted to be when I started off years ago. <laughs> I, you, I know you're at your parents' house at the moment. Are they they're, must be so proud of you coming on here to talk to me. You know, just like one of the top MMA journalists in the world, the privilege for having their son, you know, be on a podcast with him. Yeah, yeah. The top MMA, MMA journalist in the world who's trying to make sure a dog doesn't start barking at me uh, mid-podcast. That's what's uh, happening here. Well, I, I was uh, calling—I was calling myself the top MMA journalist in the world, but but that's oh, okay. okay, my bad. Well, <laughs> we know that we know that's not true. Uh, come on, let's, let's. Of course we will. Okay, before before we get into it, we have to mention our sponsor for today, uh, John Sheehan at John Sportrates. Check him out over on Instagram and Twitter, J O H N S P O R T R A I T S. If you haven't seen his stuff before, check him out. He is a designer and illustrator. He's worked for people like Air Sport, BT Sport, Bleacher Report, as you know, Jeremy, uh, Bundesliga, uh, New Balance. And he's done a UFC Illustrator podcast, too, where he does illustrations for every UFC event. Go over, check out his website, uh, john-sportstrets.com. He does, you know, brilliant stuff. Uf, as I mentioned there, UFC soccer. If you like Man United, Liverpool, or anything like that, he's loads of stuff like that. He's an old Eric Cantona one, the class of '92, different things like that. Go over, check him out. Give him a follow on Instagram. Give him a follow on Twitter. He's a friend of the podcast. He's from Ireland. Support him. He does all good stuff. Boom. That's it. Let let right. Let's get into it, Jeremy. Yeah, Ramalu Lukaku. Let's do this. Yeah, how good is he? Like he's amazing, yeah, he, dude. He's you guys are going to score a thousand goals this year, a thousand goals. Uh, we look so good so far, but like we didn't. Look, well, we look really good against West Ham, but the game against Swansea at the weekend, we didn't look that great. But then kind of pulled away at the at the at the yeah. uh, at the end. Well, who's better though, Man United or Neymar? Um, who's going to score more goals, Man United or Neymar? Probably Neymar, considering he's playing in the French league. <laughs> yeah, it's actually sad watching Neymar just like do tricks and just fool all these French league defenders. Like it's going to be pretty entertaining, even though I mean it does nothing for his stature to me. Like it's just kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, but it's, it's pretty entertaining. To actually win the Ballon d'Or in France, like that—that—that's not going to happen. I don't think is it. Like nobody no, I mean, watching him in France, no one cares. No, well, he might have to score four hundred goals, but the thing is, like, he might do that. So who knows? No, he's not going to win yeah, anything. Definitely. Like that's the most ridiculous. Uh, that all happened <laughs> since the last time I was on the the show with you, and like it's just the most ridiculous uh, thing that has ever happened in the, in the history of this this earth. Why would you leave? I don't care if you're going to PSG, and I don't care how much they're paying you. Why would you leave Barcelona or any anywhere to go play in the French league? Which is, I mean, which is worse? Is it the French league or is it MLS? It might actually be the French League. Uh, I don't know. Like the French League does have like at least one or two good teams. The MLS is just like fifth division English teams playing against this, each other. And, like, that's true. Well, maybe third, maybe third division. <laughs> Brad- yeah. Bradley Wright Phillips was like the worst player. Couldn't even score a goal in like the third division in England. He goes over there and scores like scores like thirty goals a season in the MLS. Like it's so well, bad. Well, he just found this a probably TRT. Is what happened? Like I don't think that. I think they had exemptions in MLS. The, yeah, America, drugs are legal in America. I heard. They're, yeah. Speaking totally. speaking of Lukaku, speaking of beasts, what about Braun Strowman last night at SummerSlam? Yeah, I did get to see that. I didn't get to see a lot of SummerSlam, but I did get to see that match. And yeah, that match was awesome for one thing. Um, and yeah. Braun Strowman is awesome. Uh, and so now, you know, hopefully, like a year from now, we're talking about you know Anthony Joshua versus Braun Strowman on the Severe that, Boxing Podcast, the Severe WWE Podcast. I mean, yeah, yeah, Severe. Well, no, I mean boxing. Like, I mean Anthony Joshua versus Braun Strowman in boxing. Because, like, if you know, this Saturday night is happening, Sean, and most you know, most of us never thought it would actually happen. And so, why can't that happen? Uh, that I is true. 
Joshua wants none of them hands, let's be honest there. He doesn't. He doesn't. Big win for Irish MMA as well. Finn Balor won. Uh, yeah, the she, demon. Seamus lost, though, unfortunately. Becky Lynch wasn't even on the card, so. No, but I mean, she's, you know, it's SummerSlam. I'm actually surprised she wasn't even on the pre-show, but I mean, look, you had the demon, um, the yeah. demon Finn Balor, the mythical demon like is, is the i've always wondered is the story that wwe tells about like you know the demon the mythical irish demon like is that are they it's just a bunch of bullshit or are they like getting it at least um, a little bit right yeah there is bits there's lots of different myths and sagas and stuff in ireland i actually studied it in college for a year believe it or not but yeah there's loads oh. of shit like that I'm, I'm sure they got it from somewhere but yeah yeah well <laughs> that was a good it was good yeah that was uh yeah. it was cool and um i you know again braun Strowman, the man exactly we probably lost half our listenership now but let's get into it so Mayweather McGregor this is probably going to be 95% Mayweather McGregor in this podcast we're five days out just a broad overall since before we get into discussion how do you feel about the fight are, are you excited now or are, are, like are you just waiting for it to come or are you like hoping it's over well I I mean I'm not that okay look I guess I am a little bit more excited for the fight um, than I than I thought it would be, and and that'll probably change as the week goes on. Um, maybe I'll you know I'll be able to shed my my attitude of this is all ridiculous. Uh, let's just get past it. Um, but I mean I'm a lot more interested or invested than I see a lot of other media people like who are just you know looking down their nose at it. Well, let's be honest, almost all of them are going to order it and be excited about it, even though they compl- you know do nothing but complain. Everybody's going to watch, um, you know, and I'm I'll I'll tell you the truth, I'm going to watch it. We're excited. We're doing up a big batch of smoked and then uh, double deep fried chicken wings here at the parents' house. Um, so we're going to come down here and watch it with some friends and family, and uh, everybody's honestly pretty excited about it so you know i i I, as far as who wins i I don't think i'm any more excited about it being an even matchup than i've ever been but for the spectacle yeah man i'm pumped let's do this yeah i'm I'm kind of i'm i'm the same as you like it's i I have an article coming out this week and i talk about being like a weird fight and that there is like there is such a juxtaposition between it being a, a fight right an actual competitive fight and it being something that you're excited about <laughs> because yeah, yeah. those things are kind of mutually exclusive at times you know it is like why can't i mean look for one thing it's probably a weird article not a weird fight mm-hmm. like your article is probably a weird article Definitely. and you know me i know weird stuff because i'm yeah. a weirdo journalist. weird journalist um but i mean like it, it's like you know why can't you, i mean it's kind of like pro wrestling in a way like why can't you just use your imagination um you know not everything has to be great and the supreme supremely awesome technical matchup and all that stuff we look for in MMA and enjoy like every once in a while, the spectacle can, can be awesome. And I think that like when Brock Lesnar fights in, in the octagon, uh, it's a spectacle, uh, you know, there's not going to be a ton of skill involved <laughs> and it doesn't matter, but I mean, I, I don't, I'm, you know, and, and again, I'm not comparing Conor McGregor to Brock Lesnar. I think Conor McGregor is going to be a lot better boxer than people think he is, but I, I mean, he, he's fighting Floyd Mayweather and I don't think he has a chance to win. Uh, but it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. I've settled into that area now where it's like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to enjoy this. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a big thing. I'm going to eat a lot of food and get drunk probably. Uh, so yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. We get back to looking into it as, uh, you know, people's opinions on it and from a, you know, from an actual kind of sides point of view in a second, but First of all, I suppose, let's talk about the actual fight itself and maybe a little bit of analysis, what we can do. Like, I, I've struggled with this one to, to actually look into any analysis or anything like that because we, we really don't know what's going to happen. Look, I, I, I'm going to take a few guesses let, and talk a little bit about what I think might happen. Right? If you're, like, you're going in here against, it's Conor McGregor, who's an, obviously an MMA fighter who, you know, he's pretty good in the clinch has used takedowns in the past, obviously not another wrestler or anything like that. Good kicks, uses his boxing a lot, right? He's gone in here, obviously, against the one of the greatest boxers of all time, definitely the greatest boxer of his generation. Like The question I suppose a lot of people are asking is, what can Conor McGregor actually do to be competitive in this fight or win portions of this fight? Uh, and I suppose that that's a tough question to answer, right? Like, Conor McGregor's biggest X factor normally is obviously his power. But landing power shots against Floyd Mayweather is going to be very, very hard. Like, if you don't know Floyd Mayweather, anyone listen to this, like, he is one of the best defensive boxers of all time. He, you know, he it's extremely hard to to, to hit Mayweather. He, he shoulder rolls, keeps his 
uh, chin tucked behind his shoulder, keeps his gloves up high, has an unbelievable defense, moves his head well, moves his feet well. So that's going to be, you know, it's going to be very tough for, for McGregor to actually hit him in open water by throwing combinations or, you know, or anything like that, like he does in MMA. Then a lot of people have talked about the clinch before and we talked about it a little bit a, a few weeks ago as well. Like that's an area possibly where McGregor might be able to rough him up, might be able to, you, you know, if if Mayweather throws three or four punches, there's a possibility that Fly clinches up with him just to stop a, a bit of an onslaught, which means McGregor will have an opportunity. And I, I think the opportunity could be to actually break the clinch, clinch quicker than normal boxers could because he'll obviously have an advantage there over other boxers and land maybe like dirty boxing shots as we call them in MMA. I think that's his biggest opportunity to land uh, punches in, in this fight. If I'm stretching and looking for a way that he can, you know, that he can actually land them. Now, look, it's going to be very tough to do that again because that's only like a theoretical thing. Will he be allowed, you know, will the clinch be allowed to actually go on for a few seconds for it to actually be worth anything? Will the referee step in and stop the clinch immediately and not let him get there? That You know, that's a big thing as well. Would you would you agree with that or do you think that's bullshit? I would. I mean, I you know, I, I look, I give Conor very little chance to win this yeah. fight. I think that's no secret. And I think most people who have watched Floyd Mayweather over the years probably would, would agree. Um, it's... It, that being said, like, I mean, when people ask me, when friends and family ask me if he can win, I usually say no. But I mean, there's a chance that something could happen, something crazy could happen, and because that dude, that's the story of Conor McGregor's career so far. It's like when you think, uh, when you think he can't win, he finds something happens. He finds a way to win, and whether it's the stupid secret book or if it's you know <laughs> the law of attraction or or just you know supreme mental power, um, mental training and. Uh, mental strictness he always finds a way to do it and and so i mean look i'm not gonna count him out i i i don't think he wins this fight i think that in terms of the clinch and dirty boxing i think that that's probably i think you're probably pretty pretty spot on there honestly um and that's why you're the analyst and i'm not um but i i I think that I think that any his best chance to win the fight is going to be I don't want to call it a lucky lucky punch because that's obviously um what he will have intended the outcome he will have intended but I it's going to be kind of fluky because honestly dude Floyd Mayweather is just impossible to hit I mean great boxers over many years have found it extraordinarily difficult to hit uh to hit Floyd and you know whether it's in the body or in the face and he's got a great chin even when you do hit him he he I mean, I can't remember the last time he actually got staggered badly. Um, it hadn't happened in years. And so, I, you know, and I don't know that Connor hits harder than some of these other boxers. I mean, I know he hits hard. He hits hard for MMA. I don't know if he hits hard for boxing. There's so many things we don't know about this, and it's it's just impossible to actually accurately say. The only thing that we can we can say for sure is that Floyd Mayweather is – possibly the greatest defensive boxer of all time. And Conor McGregor has never boxed uh, professionally or, or at the amateur level. That's the, those are the two facts. That's the two things that we can say for sure. Uh, beyond that, it's, it's pretty much speculation, but honestly to me, man, that's what makes, that's actually what makes this interesting. Like if Conor was zero and one and we'd seen him box and we knew what he was bringing to the table, this might be a lot less interesting. The fact that we haven't seen it uh, kind of adds a little bit of, well, maybe he can do it you know, mystique to it. And that's what's interesting about the fight. That and the fact that it's actually happening at all. I still can't believe it's actually happening. Yeah, me neither. And I think that's why he didn't release the Malinagi footage as well, which we, we'll get to. I know people have heard a lot about it, but we'll get to that briefly in a few minutes. But look, just the last couple of things on the actual fight itself. Uh, look, I, you said it there, you favor McGregor and Aaron Mayweather in a big way. I'm the same. Like, I, I think he, he'll win this fight um, pretty easily, to be honest. Like, We'll get the predictions and stuff in a while, but like, it's just going to be so hard for McGregor to actually hit him, and it's going to be so hard for you know for for flight to give him chances. If I like, is I have a theory like that, flight could actually fight this a little bit to make McGregor look a bit little bit good. Like if he, I think flight could come out and win this in two or three rounds if he really wanted to. McGregor is tough and everything, but there's there's just such a, there's going to be such a gap in the skill level in boxing like and and that's a huge thing as well look great MMA fighter and people people find you know 
it, they find it hard to cut those two things in half. You can be a great MMA fighter and still lose badly to Floyd Mayweather. Like people are, you know, people are trying to say that, you know, because he's a great MMA fighter, it's going to make him, you know, have a chance in this fight. And that just doesn't work. You know, if you look at it the other way, now the gap would be bigger the other way. If Floyd came into MMA, he'd get destroyed. And we, we all know that. Like, why is it not the same the other way around? I, I know boxing is a huge part of MMA, but it, it's not something that he can do all day, every day for years and years and years, like like Floyd Mayweather has done. Like, and that's why I say the clinch could be a, a, an area where he could win. Another area I was thinking of as well was, in MMA, there's just MMA guys like punching gloves and then hitting gaps that they leave. We saw Johnny Hendricks doing it against um, uh, who did? He, or no, sorry, it wasn't Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Hendricks did it against uh, John Fitch a few years ago, I believe. Michael Johnson did it in his recent fight with, with Justin Gaethje. That's another small thing that that could maybe uh, happen, but you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very tough. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be real tough. And I mean, but you know, just I, I think that. Your your bit about um, you know maybe Floyd letting Connor look good. I think I think that's probably true, uh, especially given what we've seen from Floyd in the buildup, where he's talking about how he's old and maybe he's lost a step, and then how he's also going to be partying at a strip club for the last two weeks before before the fight. Uh, you know, I mean, dude, that's like the most brilliant piece of uh, business that I think because I mean as soon as he announced that the odds started changing in McGregor's McGregor's favor again like he actually is controlling the odds with the things that he says Um, I think Floyd you know that coming off of that world tour and and seeing that uh, you know the public really wasn't super interested in two guys screaming at each other about how rich they are and how they're worth more money than the other one uh, while all the people who actually are paying for the fight or sitting in the audience listening to it um i think that they kind of discovered that people weren't interested in that and so floyd kind of switched tactics um and it's been interesting you know like he's 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 realized that people don't want to see a one-sided blowout um and so what he's building up now is uh, hey there's a chance i could lose because i'm going to be partying at a strip club every night uh before the fight so i i think that's pretty brilliant i think it's going to extend into the fight itself i think floyd is going to feel pretty confident pretty comfortable and in control and he's going to want to give fans their money's worth uh, because he's not going to want to go out like he did with his last two fights where he's you know he's in control but it's boring i think he's going to want to make the public believe that that mcgregor has a chance uh and so i i think i do think that's what we're going to see so it's kind of like a worked wrestling or worked boxing boxing match a little bit um where you know the outcome uh, but he kind of just strings it along to make it more entertaining yeah there's <clears throat> there's not a, a big whiff of sports entertainment off it definitely and i think that that came with the gloves as well and i suppose we can talk about that a little bit like if people are just listening to this and haven't been uh, listening to the coverage and stuff for a while, uh, Floyd, Conor McGregor came out first and said that Floyd had a you know a big thing about the gloves that he wanted no horse hair, he wanted ten ounce gloves and everything like this. Even though ten ounce gloves are you know you have to wear ten ounce gloves for one fifty four pounds and up in in boxing, and this fight is at one fifty four pounds. But then Floyd came out, put a Facebook post saying he wanted uh, eight ounce gloves instead. Uh, and they, they have been allowed now. Uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission amazingly allowed it happen in a fight between, as you said, a forty-nine and an O and O guy, which is you know it is a bit <laughs> it is a bit crazy that this fight is getting sanctioned, and the fact that they sanctioned lower gloves now uh, is just insane as well. Do you think the the gloves will make any difference? You know. It, is it just is it just a talking point? Is it just more hype, or will it make a difference? No, it's just a talking point. It's another way for. Um, I think it's brilliant. It's a brilliant piece of business from from Mayweather and McGregor, um, or maybe Mayweather. You know, since he's the one who brought it up, uh, to give the public more of a of a belief that Conor McGregor has a chance to win. Uh, that's that's the only dude. That make no mistake about it. That's the only reason they're doing it. If Floyd wants the public to believe that Conor has a chance to win this fight, otherwise, what point is there in buying it? You know, uh, they want to goose up pay per view sales. And, but in terms of if it actually makes a difference, I mean. Floyd's won f- plenty of fights at eight ounce gloves. Like it's not, this is not new for him. Um, and so I, yeah, I mean, will Connor hit harder with eight ounce gloves? Sure. But is he going to have just as tough of a time hitting Floyd Mayweather in the face? Yes. 
yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, I, I even thought the Towns gloves when people were saying that uh, at the start. I thought, uh, and I said on the podcast that it was negligible. Like, I, I, I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. I think the weight would make it a significant difference. Alright, if McGregor had to cut down to one forty-seven, you know, that's going to be tough for him to get down there. We've seen him one forty-five before. He looked like absolute dead. I think the weight is perfect for him, but the gloves, they're not going to make any, much of a difference. Look, if it was four ounce gloves, maybe that would make some difference because McGregor would, you know, it'd be tougher for Mayweather actually to fin behind the big gloves and it'd be easier for McGregor to land and his power would be able to tell more. When it's, you know, 8-ounce, 10-ounce gloves, it's not, you know, it's not going to make that much of a difference, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I just think it was a great, a great way to hype the fight by Fly Mayweather. And it was just adding to the build up all the time with all the other things after, you know, after the world tour, it went a little bit quiet for a, a while, then the whole poly stuff happened uh, and all that. What do you, how do you think the build up has been? You know, this is the the biggest fight of all time. I think I remember talking about the Manny Pacquiao Mayweather fight at the time and thinking like the build up wasn't actually great for it. You know, there, there wasn't much happening. The production and stuff wasn't, you know, wasn't excellent of the all axes or 24 sevens or whatever they were. You know, I think the UFC does a way better job of doing press conferences and digital content and things like that than boxing. Uh, the UFC has been helping these a little bit. The boxing things have been doing this. I think it's been, it's been pretty good. How, how do you see it? Do you think it's been a good build-up? Do you think it'll, you know, people are going to be excited coming in here? I, I know there's a lot of stuff still to come, but so far, how do you think it's been? Yeah, I mean, I actually I haven't seen any of the all-access shows. Have they been good? I, I saw the first two. The first one was basically like Dana White's video blog because it was just the press conferences. The second one, it wasn't great, but, the, you know, it's... <laughs> Uh, from what I've from what I've heard, ball camps are trying not to give that much away. There's been absolutely no sparring footage of Fly Mayweather. Conor McGregor had his spliced up, according to Showtime uh, exec Stephen Espinosa, and they didn't even put that in. Uh, so yeah, like it's lads coming in and out the gym. You know, it's a green Lamborghini and Fly Mayweather skating. Like uh, you know, how great can it actually be? I suppose, but yeah. It's, yeah, I haven't seen any of it. I think that uh, you know I'm probably going to watch it this week. Honestly, the 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 world tour kind of burned me out on on watching um, the, those two guys go back and forth again, um, and so I kind of took a little break for a while. But I, I plan on watching them this week. And you know, I mean, it's like you said, man. There's just there hasn't been that much out. Uh, the guys aren't you know it's it's hard to get that hyped up. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, the best promotional tool for me has been Conor McGregor's Instagram and and the best – and the feud with Pauly. Yeah, I mean, I think that has been one of the most entertaining – I mean, I want to see that fight more than I want to see this fight, honestly, at this point. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are the same way. Uh, but, you know, but, dude, the thing that cracked me up the most was Conor's – posted that picture on his Instagram of him and his son. And then in the background, it's got the picture of Paulie flat out on the canvas. Like that was, that was a that sublime was, bit of trolling. That was, that wasn't real. Someone, uh, someone photoshopped that. He just, he just had a TV behind him. Someone actually. Photoshopped oh, okay. Well, see, that's not, that's less entertaining now. I yeah. believe it was uh Justin Galati. Is that his name? See, oh, but, Justin. Yeah. What a, what an ingrate. I love that kid actually. Yeah, he's good. I love him as well. Uh, well let's get into the Paulie stuff. So we might, as well wasn't a knockdown wasn't a pushdown what's your take on it i mean my you know it, to me it looked like a knockdown um but i mean i can also see where boxing people are coming from i can see where Polly's coming from where he had his head and uh kind of let it go but i mean is it like when Polly talks about how that's an old boxing trick where you hold somebody's head and then you let it go a certain way and they just magically fall down is that like yeah. like the force in star wars is that what you're doing like because i don't understand how that works Maybe somebody can explain to me. Yeah, look, <laughs> my take on this is you can have your opinion, whatever you want. Look, it, it, some people think, I think it was a knockdown. Look, I, I think people are just trying to look into this more than they should be. Conor McGregor force, throws four shots, Polly Malnagy falls down. I think it's as simple as that. You know, it, it's grants on these slow down clips and screenshots of Conor McGregor with his hand on Polly Malnagy's head. But look at the actual speed it happens. Look at it from the back. M- McGregor's hand is on top of his head for about half a second as Polly's falling down. Like, And it doesn't push his head down. It's just laid on top of his head. You know, he's already going down. L- people say, oh, we don't know if the punch landed. There's sound on it. Listen to the sound of punches hitting head. You can hear the, you know, you can hear the crack. It, you know, it, it lands. You know, now people, it's not a knockout. It's not a heavy knockdown. You know, you could even call if that happened in a fight. 
they might call it a trip or something like that. They, you know, Paulie Malinaji was throwing a big right hand. He was off balance and McGregor hit him. You know, it wasn't by any means a heavy knockdown. He would have got up and fought on. But I think the fact that it clearly wasn't a pushdown, you know, even if I think even the people who are, you know, there's a lot of ardent uh, McGregor, you know, the opposite of McGregor fans coming out saying, you know, that his hand was on top of his head. Even they are kind of not backing Paulie Malinaji up that much by the whole saying he's a push. Uh, it was a push thing and I think that this has made McGregor look so good because Dana White releasing those two clips was actually genius because the first one showed right it might have been a knockdown it might not have been but it definitely was a push down so it showed Pauly Malnagy to be someone who was not uh, not telling the truth now I'm not uh, okay he you can call that a lie if you want but he took a heavy beating in that for in, in those two spars you know his head was frazzled he hadn't seen it back as far as I know Look, he kind of he could have made a mistake. Now he went down and made it worse by coming out and you know backing up his opinion when he was kind of clearly shown wrong. But that's one thing. But the other thing was Dan White releasing the video as well of uh, McGregor hitting him really hard, and that oh, not only showed that McGregor that Malaji was lying about that. It was it also showed that McGregor definitely got the better of him in at least some instances where. Malinaji had come out and said that he McGregor didn't have oh my god power and all this when he like clearly rocked him with that shot and hurt him with a couple more knocked him down obviously with the first one if you know if he did knock him down he definitely hit him with three or four hard shots showed McGregor in such a good light now I mentioned last week I, I, uh, when Devin Martin was on the podcast that that had happened you know McGregor Malnagy even came out himself and said that McGregor won the first eight rounds, did well of the, the sparring. The next 12, he did well in the first five, won the last two. I, I heard he did it even better than that. But <laughs> Malnagy even saying that kind of defies his own point of saying that, you know, he was kind of getting the better of McGregor, that McGregor, you know, was not in special or anything like that. That I, I think that's probably, it's been the worst thing that's happened for Pauli Malnagy in that it you know it's it's got him so much hassle hassle and stuff like that but it's also been the best thing because you said there you want to see that fight uh, I want to see that fight it'd be uh, that'd be fun you know it's also a great thing for McGregor because it it it's in one way it has showed that McGregor isn't just a total scrub altogether like boxing people have been you know have been claiming and you know some boxing people look at that video and what can they what can they really say about it? You know, it, it shows McGregor does have some skills. We know he does have some skills, and you know, obviously he's going to be fighting about uh, fighting Floyd Mayweather and not Polly Malinaji. Um, but it, I think it, it it was really the you know the best thing that's probably happened in in this build up for people tuning in to actually watch the fight. You know, it's grand doing press conferences and, you know, them bitching back and forth at each other for, you know, for eight hours up on a stage, but to actually show action of McGregor and not give too much away. I think that was pretty, you know, genius by Dana White to release that. Yeah, I do too. And yeah, it, I, that was for me, that was the most interesting part of the buildup. And, and for me, it's, you know, in service to a potential poly, poly and Connor fight, uh, which, you know, I mean, I think win or lose, here, you know, Connor and, and Polly should fight, probably will fight. I think, I think, you know, for all the talk, Dana White, you know, saying that uh, Connor is going to be back in MMA and back in the UFC by December. Like, I mean, it's pretty clear that he's not going to be. It's pretty clear that if he has any more fights after that, it's going to be boxing, um, especially with that kind of money fight available. And I mean, look, if he wins, um, he could fight Polly. But if he wins, he could also fight the winner of Canelo and Triple G. I mean, like, and as little as. Little of a chance as I think he's got against Mayweather, I would give him even maybe even less of a chance against those guys. But the fact remains is if he somehow finds a way to beat Floyd Mayweather, there's going to be some very big boxing fights for him. And the poly fight at that point, after a McGregor win over Mayweather, the poly fight might be like third on the list. But even if he loses to Mayweather, that fight is there. The poly fight is there. And I, you know, is he going to make $125 million that night? I, no, but I mean, can he make 30 or 50 million? Yes, most likely. And yeah, would I watch that fight? Heck yes, I would. Especially since I, I mean, you know, uh, I, I believe McGregor opened up as a, like what, two and a half to one underdog. And I, I would bet McGregor all day on that. If I could like, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm not allowed to bet now because of the, you know, I'm a member of the MMA journalist association and we do not gamble on fights. But if I were a wagering man, I'd put all my money on him to be Polly. Uh, just, and honestly, it's just because of that little bit that I've seen. So yeah, it was pretty genius by Dana uh, to, to release those clips. The thing about that as well, right? 
I think everyone nearly be agreed if he loses to McGregor, that's probably the biggest money fight for him. You know, in the UFC, it's it's going to be hard to make that much money, even if it's you know a GSP or an ATS. Uh, that fight makes sense and it also makes sense because if he beats Paulie after losing to Floyd that gets him another boxing match you know you could see the likes of Manny Pacquiao or something like that coming on then as you know as long as the Floyd fight isn't too bad you know if he gets absolutely destroyed in a round by Floyd and even then fights Paulie Malignaggi and beats him it's going to be tough to get another big one although McGregor is a guy you know we, we saw it against Nate Diaz you know he got submitted in two rounds against Nate Diaz and came back and he's not fighting Floyd Mayweather so that's kind of tough to say but yeah I definitely think that's that's a big option for him for him afterwards. We'll get to the, the future and stuff in a second. One one thing that came out of the Pauly Malinagy spar as well, and what Pauly said about it, and uh, and as well the open workout that McGregor did, was questions, you know, we, we can talk about McGregor's skills. That That's grand. You know, it, it's obviously going to be tougher and going against, in against Fly Mayweather to go skill for skill. Another thing is his gas tank. And I suppose that's been a big bone of contention for McGregor for for a good bit now look we saw him three rounds against max holloway uh, on one leg for half the fight did pretty well kept going for three rounds we saw him uh, against nate diaz in the first fight gassed out after second rounds although it was at 170 pounds uh and got submitted the second one he got tired uh again at 170 pounds but, but came back and was able to win it a lot of people from that open workout were saying maybe that's a thing uh, that that happens to McGregor because you know I know it's only punching the bag and stuff, but you saw a lot of people saying three or four rounds he went strong. He kind of for four for um, the middle rounds he got a bit tired and then he got a second win again, just like happened in the Diaz fight. Paulie Malignaggi came out and, and said as well that he you know he did well for the first four or five rounds. Then you know he took over and then came back again late. Do you think that's something I know that and with McGregor it's funny because all of his fights are so short and things and even doing my analysis for other fights before it's very hard to to get a gauge and things but do you think that could be something that Mayweather is looking at that you know go in be careful for the first two or three rounds wait for McGregor to get tired and and then try to up the pace McGregor has even said that himself that he's you know he thinks McGregor or that Mayweather is going to wait for him to get tired so and McGregor's not usually a one to say things like that you know it's very hard to find something a weakness in McGregor's mentality at least and that seems to be something like that he wouldn't normally mention that he you know he McGregor's someone that unbelievably you know ironclad in his thoughts even about you know people thought he, he had a deficiency in wrestling before and jujitsu and everything like that and he's always come out you know in defense of them never never acting like he had a weakness you know but this this was weird i think the, the whole gas tank thing do you think that could be an issue i mean i think it could be i honestly i think it all sean it all comes down to to how long floyd mayweather wants this thing to go if he wants to finish it in the first or second round i think he does uh, but i don't think he does i don't think he wants that i think he wants to extend it out because i mean look i, I you know for all their bluster towards each other uh it's pretty clear there's a that that mcgregor and mayweather kind of kind of enjoy each other you know mm-hmm. i mean there's kind of like that wink wink nod 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 thing that they've got going on and i mean like who's to say that i mean you know Floyd Mayweather doesn't help Conor McGregor look good and make it look like he has a chance. And, and uh, you know, whether it's a gas tank or just Floyd extending the fight out, if he looks good, I mean, who's to say that, I mean, there's not a Conor McGregor, you know, maybe, maybe Floyd is helping promote him someday. Uh, if this truly is Floyd's last fight and maybe Conor, you know, maybe they kind of go into business with each other. Um, and, and that won't happen if Floyd goes in there and just, just plants McGregor on his ass in the first round. Uh, and I, I, I think that, People are going to make a lot in terms of the gas tank or, or, you know, Floyd's age or the strip club. Like people are going to make whatever they want um, out of the smallest details, the smallest things that we see, every little morsel of information that gets released. Because for one, there's real, like you said, there's really not that much that the public has had been privy to uh, during this buildup, except for, you know, the world tour. and, you know, we're not privy to the a lot of the inside camp stuff and we don't get a lot of sparring footage and you know, that stuff. So so anything that gets released, we latch on to um, as a way of building up our own expectations of maybe trying to convince ourselves that this side has no chance or this side has one has chance. And it's the same way we do with, you know, really pretty much any fight. It's just with the UFC, the stuff that we're used to is that we see a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of their guys, people are active on social media and you see a lot more than you do in boxing fights, particularly this boxing fight. Um, and so it's easier with this because there's so much mystery surrounding everything. Uh, it's easier for us to, to believe, to make ourselves believe um, that, 
you know, whatever, whatever notion that we already have. Like, I mean, somebody who believes as I do that Connor doesn't have that much of a chance is going to get little pieces of information like that and use it to bolster their case. Right. But if you believe that Connor, you know, I mean, I know there are people who are true believers who believe that Connor McGregor is going to win. And, and I think that, People who, you know, get information, get little video clips like the poly stuff, and people are going to use that to bolster their case. And, and really, all that is is a genius bit of promotional effort on the part of Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Uh, whether it's Floyd, whether it's Conor, whether it's Audi Attar, whether it's the, you know, the Owen Roddy, the people around him, uh, it really is a smart piece of business, uh, you know, to – I mean, because what, if there are people who are absolutely certain that Connor is going to win and then he, you know, maybe they're less interested in the fight, although I don't see that happening as much as the other side, perhaps. But like, let's say they're just they believe that Connor is going to smoke Floyd Mayweather. And then all of a sudden Connor's talking, you know, we're, we're seeing all these this stuff about Connor's gas tank. Uh, then maybe they've got that little bit of doubt. And so they're probably more likely to order the fight, more likely to bet on it. Um, and so I think, I mean, honestly, just like everything else in this fight, I think it is a, just another genius bit of promotional tactics. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, and you were thinking there about people not knowing which way to think. I, I think it's people have picked sides so much in this fight. And, you know, it's kind of a thing we see just in general in life. And, it, it, you know, it, it's easy to say you need to look at reality. Look at the reality of Floyd Mayweather being 49 and 0 and 0 and 0. And, I think a lot of people are doing that and can do that, but there's a lot of people not doing that as well. And I see people talking about not wanting to look at reality. They want to get taken away in the fairy tale. And, you know, that's our prerogative. That if you want to do that, do that, right? Exactly. But easy for people to do that in this case because there's you, you can't see the reality. You know, if, if Conor McGregor was going in fighting Diego Sanchez in MMA, we've seen Diego Sanchez getting knocked out. We've seen him being shopworn. We've seen him not being as good as he used to be. You know, 40 years of age, whatever he is, former title challenger. We know McGregor's probably going to go in there and give him a beating and knock him out, right? Some people would say, right, it's a similar level between McGregor and Diego Sanchez, or even way, no, sorry, even way more between McGregor and, and Mayweather. That Mayweather will go in and give him a similar sort of beating that McGregor would to Diego Sanchez and MMA. Let's talk about like that. Like, but we can't say that because we've never seen McGregor do that. We've never seen McGregor get shown up in a boxing match like the likes of Diego Sanchez, just taking him as an example, has been done, has, you know, has happened to him in an MMA match. There's just, it's grand to say, look at reality. But people, there's no reality to to look at. You know, no, uh, there's not. This yeah. dude, this fight is a fairy tale. It is exactly mm-hmm. like you said. It is a fairy tale. It is the fact that you know uh, this kid from Dublin it, it, who just had an enormous self belief when nobody else believed in him uh, except for you know those of you who were around and watching him years ago and who I mean I you know I remember talking to to you guys years ago uh, you know and. and telling me that how, just how good he was and nobody i didn't believe dude nobody believed and, and every step of the way this kid has um he has he has proved the doubters wrong proven the doubters wrong and it has truly really been a fairy tale uh you know kind of come to life in, in a way that i've never seen in combat sports really you don't really see this kind of thing in sports i mean honestly it, it, and and if he somehow goes in there in this fairy tale and he beats Floyd Mayweather. I mean, it's one of the greatest. I mean, it's, it's clearly the greatest sporting story of this year, I believe, unless Everton win uh, the championship, but it's, it's like, it's one of the greatest sporting stories of all time. One of the ultimate fairy tales of all time. And that's what people don't understand. Like this is not a fight where you need to sit down and give us your, you know, your 18 part technical analysis. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to sit there and watch film and break it down. Like, dude, this is one that you, I, I mean, I know you're, you know, you're a big proponent of watching film. You watch I, and you do a great job with your analysis. I can't believe I just said that to you. You do, you do but you do a great job. Um, it's the truth. Uh, you're one of the best out there. And, and this is not one where you need to do that. Like you don't need to break it down. You don't need to do the pros and cons. This is one where people just need to sit back and enjoy it. And if you hate Floyd Mayweather or you hate Conor McGregor, believe what you want, have your own opinions, but just fucking enjoy the week. Like this is a week to be relished. It's a week that may never come along again for, for MMA fans. Um, and, you know, for boxing fans who are old and curmudgeonly and, uh, you know, shitting all over this thing, like, dude, like, let's be honest, man. I mean, it took an, 
MMA fighter coming into your sport to make it interesting again. I mean, if we're being honest, there's, n- I mean, it, in, I'm, and interesting, I mean, in terms of the public eye, like to turn the public eye on your sport again, it took a guy who's not even in your sport and you're going to crap all over it, which is fine. That's your prerogative. Um, but don't sit there and tell me you're not going to watch the fight because 99% of the people like the boxing media and all the boxing fans who are, who are shitting all over this thing are going to be watching the fight. They're going to be just like the rest of us. They're going to be enjoying it. They're going to be enjoying the mystery of it. Uh, they're just kind of pretending that they're not dude. And, and my, you know, my plea to everybody is just enjoy this week, dude. Leave the analysis at the door, sit in front of your TV with a big bowl of chicken wings and watch the fight and enjoy it for what it is. I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. Like there's a philosophical difference here between both sides in this, I think, because there is that side. Like I, I do analysis for every UFC fight. I'm not even doing analysis for this fight. Like there's no point. That's not the sort of fight it is. You know, I, I, we talked a, bit, a little bit about analysis, about the gas tank and about the clinch and all earlier in the podcast. And that's all I'm going to do, like, because there, there's no point. I, I, I read a great article, over, well, not, not a great article, but an article over in Newstock here the other day. I think it was Vincent Hogan that wrote it. And he's a very kind of anti-MMA, anti-McGregor kind of guy. But... He was talking about those uh, philosophical differences as well. And he, he was talking about his son that loves Conor McGregor and that thinks, you know, he's just great crack. And that, that's what he is. He's great crack. Now, he's a great fighter and everything as well. But that's a huge part of this that people, you know, they either like him or hate him. You know, it's the kind of the young versus old. This has gone into MMA versus boxing. You know, it's entertainment versus analysis or, or the actual sport itself. I think that's what it is. And, and it's funny because the one the people who want love the entertainment and the, maybe the younger demographic they're going to tune in to watch this because they love it. Whereas, like maybe the older demographic, the people who you know are all about the sport, are tuning in to see themselves proven right. You know, I think that that's a way. And the, the other people as well are also tuning in to. to so they could say, I fucking told you so. You know, I, I knew yeah. McGregor was going to knock him out. I've told, and there's so many people like that. My, my article coming on the weekend is going to be like that as well. But that, you know, that philosophical difference is what's making the build up to this really exciting, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, do think about it this way. For me, it's, I mean, the way I kind of view it is it's like a, like an FA Cup match between, you know, a minute, like a fourth, you know, a fourth division team yeah. taking on a Premier League team. And the Premier League team is coming to your town, right? So, like, you know, your stadium that holds 4,000 people and, and you've got, you know, the support supporters of that small club who have who have you know zero um there's zero doubt in their mind that they've got a chance to win even though they know that they don't but they're still going to enjoy it like they're still pomp and circumstance um and that i'm not saying that boxing is like is a fourth fourth division team and conor mcgregor is you know is a is the premier league but i mean look in a in a way it kind of is like floyd mayweather could come out of retirement and fight anybody in the world pretty much i mean even manny pacquiao and probably barely break a million buys or maybe do just under it it's not going to have this kind of interest uh but it with Conor McGregor, who he should clearly beat coming in, you know, it has captured the world's imagination. I mean, dude, my, my family, like my parents are going to watch the fight. Um, I've got friends and family who don't watch any kind of boxing or MMA fighting and they are, they want to know who's going to win. They want to know how the fight's going to go. And like, that's the thing about the week. It's just like, it's, it's kind of a once in a lifetime occurrence, you know, unless McGregor finds a way to win. It's a once in a lifetime occurrence, there's no way to properly break it down and preview what's going to happen. Cause it's just, there's, I mean, even if you watch every single bit of McGregor, uh, McGregor striking in, in, in MMA, there's still no way to apply it to a different sport. Really? I mean, you, you yeah. know, he can punch, you know, he can hit hard, but to do real kind of analysis, the kind that you do, like there's no way to actually break it down. So why even try like, just, just enjoy yeah. it. But if you're going to order at home, you know, make a whole bunch of food, invite some friends over, get drunk, watch the fight. If you're going to go to a bar, pay $50 or whatever it is to cover charge, do it, but do it with friends. Enjoy the, you know, leave, essentially leave all your, if you are the kind of MMA fan or boxing fan who has to uh, break down everything and, you know, analyze everything, just leave the analysis at the door and enjoy the fight for what it is. Let me do one tiny bit of analysis here, right? The people- and of course, after all that, of course, after, <laughs> of course, after all that, Sean's got to be like, "Well, I'm an anal- I'm analysis, an analyst, so I'm going to have to go ahead and do it." And even though we just talked for ten minutes about not doing that, but this, do uh, this analysis makes sense, right? Some people might be listening to this podcast for the first time ever and haven't never watched an MMA fight or a, a boxing fight before, right? People listen and to say, this podcast. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Why? 
why can't McGregor hit Mayweather in boxing like he can hit people in MMA? Or why is it so different? Why is standing up in MMA different to standing up in boxing? Floyd Mayweather's come out and said he wins all of his fights standing up. This is why it's different, right? McGregor standing there boxing with someone. He has to worry not only about someone hitting him back, he also has to worry about the takedown. He has to worry about kicks. He has to stand differently. Like, a lot of boxing fights, right, and a lot of defense in boxing is done from the pocket. So imagine Mayweather and McGregor standing opposite each other, right? McGregor comes in. Mayweather, if he wants to, can duck his head straight down. Imagine May- they're standing r- right opposite each other. McGre- uh, Mayweather just ducks his head straight down, kind of puts it into the belly button of McGregor, right? You can do that perfectly in boxing. It's very hard to get any tar to hit him. If he did that in MMA, he's going to get guillotined. He's going to get taken down. He might go for a takedown himself. You know, it's totally different. In boxing, if you throw a head kick at someone, you know, you can, or sorry, in MMA, if you throw a head kick at someone, you can open up the bottom part of the body. If you throw leg kicks to someone, you can open up the, the top part of the body. That that just stops you landing your shots. You know, we talk about uh, McGregor just throwing, a lot of people say he throws his kicks just to set up his boxing, and he does a lot of the time, although his kicks are very good. He doesn't have that going in here. You know, people talk about McGregor's angles. <laughs> this has been a big thing coming in here. He, McGregor can fake kicks to, to set up those angles. He can um, counter someone's takedown to come in and and uh, uh, you know and land punches. Land uh, he, McGregor lands uppercuts a lot of the time. That's when people are either faking um, uh, takedowns or coming in low at him, staying in a low center of gravity. He has to keep his center of gravity lower in MMA a lot of time. He keeps a very wide stance to stop takedowns. That won't work as well in boxing because he he'd be he'll have to come from a further distance away. He he won't be able to cover distance half as well in boxing as he would in MMA because he can't throw kicks, can't throw lick kicks. It, it'll it's just easier to defend in boxing because you're covering so much ground in such a short space of time with nothing else to worry about, only the hands and you all, that's all you have to look for. You know, so there's things like that. That That's why McGregor is going to find it so hard in, you know, in boxing. There's such a gap, not just in skill, but in the differences between the two sports, I think, you know, in boxing and MMA. And I, I don't think people have explained that well enough for maybe people who aren't fully educated on it. And I think, you know, I don't know if I did a good job there. What do you think, Jeremy? No, I think you did a terrible job. So once again, for everybody who just listened to that, don't worry about analyzing the fight. Don't listen to anything Sean just said. Just watch it. Just watch have it. a good time. Just enjoy it. Just ignore Sean like I do. On, like when he speaks or tweets or writes anything ever, just ignore him and just enjoy the fight. Like, do we have to really like, I can't believe we spent 10 minutes talking about how we don't need to analyze it. And then you had to analyze it. I did, but of course you did. But of course you did. <laughs> but last, just last couple of minutes on on Mayor McGregor before we get to a little bit of MMA news and and your questions as well. What do you think about the coverage from from the actual media and self? Uh, whereas it's kind of boxing versus MMA. Uh, do you think it? You know, it's been kind of stuck in the doldrums that they have. You know, there's still a lot of thinking about MMA and uh, you know we've talked about a lot in the podcast already about it being entertainment versus boxing do you think people have been concentrating too much on the actual fight and it being just terrible rather than you know this is going to be probably the biggest selling fight in pay-per-view of all time you know if not the second anyway I think most people would agree you know it's going to have a huge gate it's going to you know people are so, so buzzed about this you know the best band of all time the killers made a special video for this do you think people are ignoring that? <laughs> did, did, you just say the best, that did you just say the best man of all time? Yes. I can't even. I don't even know what to say to you right now. How, how fucking dare you? You're from Las Vegas. You should love the killers. I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. What do you think about the, what do you think about the coverage for this? Do you think it's been bad or do you think it's been good? I know you ran them miss for a while. You're working for Bleach Report now. You know, you've obviously a lot of experience in this. Yeah, I mean, it's been good, but it, it's been what I would expect, um, you know, and it, it, I mean, it, you know, at Bleacher Report, for example, I mean, we've been pretty much all hands on deck McGregor Mayweather for, you know, for a month now. And I've got I think I've got I think I did five kind of pre-fight stories. Um, it is what it is, man. I mean, it, you know, from one side, from the boxing side, you are going to get that kind of fuddy duddy, like old school look because i mean honestly dude like boxing journalists i mean i've seen them um and i'm kevin ioli is among the youngest of them in 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 las vegas you know and 
it's just kind of that old they're, they're kind of stuck in their ways um I, you know kevin's not clearly but i mean i think a lot of others are and it is what it is i think i think this week you're going to see a lot more stories that are less about the fight itself you know the actual technical parts and and more about the the build up and the intrigue i mean i've got a story coming out this week that actually dives pretty deep into uh, the secret and the law of attraction. And honestly, if anybody reads it and gets all the way through it, I'll be amazed because it's pretty, pretty deep and pretty boring at times. Um, but you know, it, it is something different. And, and I think you're going to see a lot of stuff like that. A lot of different approaches, it, you know, in terms of coverage overall, I mean, it's kind of exactly what I expected. It's, it's no more, no less and no different. Yeah. Look, from the from the Irish point of view, I think from the MMA point of view, it's been pretty good. You know, Pizzi brought out a great article there yesterday. Day, I saw Dave Doyle had one. Sean, Sean Alshadi had a fantastic one. Yeah, did you read Sean's, Sean Alshadi's yeah, book? I read his book. I got about a quarter of the way through it, and I need to read the rest of it. But uh, Me from, too. I'm about, I, yeah. Yeah, I read about, about 25,000 words, and I, so I think I've got about uh, <laughs> like 150,000 words to go. No, but seriously, like Sean, I mean, from what I've read, so, I mean, dude, Sean's one of the best in the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud to call that guy a friend. He's a, he's a phenomenal writer it's just a very very long story but i mean sometimes sometimes that's what it takes and so uh you know pizza pizza has done some great work some, since moving to mma fighting the spotlight the spotlight and the platform that he deserves mm-hmm. uh, after leaving that other website that, yeah. that you may you may you may or may not work for <clears throat> yeah the two, which which one is two of them he's worked for shardog and severe mma so no oh, yeah i'm talking about severe mma of course yeah. Terrible. Oh. Yeah, he used to work for another terrible one under another terrible uh, editor as well, I believe. There at one stage, but uh, we won't yeah. talk about that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> Some weird uh, journalist I heard in the chat. Yeah, actually. but I mean, I wasn't that, the editor yeah. of that, but the editor was terrible. So, no, I was the managing editor. <laughs> I was the managing editor. I looked. Managing I, I, I was overall, oh, yeah. but yeah, the yeah. Anyway, we won't talk about that. <laughs> the weird managing yeah. editor. A uh, couple of last things, just a few seconds. <sighs> Good people have these are kind of buzzwords. People have been saying good for boxing, bad for boxing, good for boxing, good for MMA. For, for me, I think it makes absolutely no difference MMA win or lose for McGregor. For boxing, I think this is good for boxing because it brings you know it brings the spotlight onto boxing. If McGregor was to win, okay, you could argue that McGregor has gone in and, and you know beaten the greatest boxer of all time. But what's what's going to happen if McGregor does win? It's you know a rematch more than likely. So that's just good for boxing. Again, it's going to get the spotlight on it. If if Mayweather goes in and destroys him, it gives boxing kind of food for saying you know MMA isn't you know MMA isn't taken over yet. You know boxing has still some life in it. And you know a lot of people have said boxing is dying and so forth. You know, there's a lot of good boxers. You know, maybe there isn't that many draws in it anymore. But this is a boxing match at the end of the day, and it, you know, it's drawn. It's going to draw huge numbers. And McGregor's there. So, do you think it's bad for MMA, bad for boxing, or makes no difference to either of them? No, I mean it's not bad for the for MMA because, like I've said, like I've been saying forever, I, you know, I don't think Conor McGregor goes back to the UFC. Um, you know, so I think either way, I think the UFC is getting what they can out of this uh, by participating, by allowing it to happen. They're getting what they can out of it. Uh, one last piece of the McGregor business pie uh but in terms of you know bad for boxing like anybody who says that any like honestly if i see people say that on twitter i just mute them um like old boxing fans talk about how it's you know terrible for the sport dude what's terrible for the sport is like what the matchmaking matchmaking process over the last 25 years has evolved into where it's just you know superstars fighting guys to build up their undefeated record you know and floyd mayweather did that for a long time but floyd mayweather also fought some of the best but now i mean you've got you know these dude these are essentially boxing these days the modern boxing uh matchmaking is is usually equivalent to uh the old wwf days where you had you know like barry horowitz going in and losing to everybody i mean it's, they're jobbers yeah. um and it's changing I mean, now. it is changing now changing. but i mean that's what it that's what it's been you know and so anybody says like anything that brings back i mean it's not it's it'd be one thing if this, if this was like ryan reynolds going in and fighting somebody but this is a another combat sports participant, like and and Deadpool, Deadpool would kick the shit out of Flyboy. Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he would, and that'd be hilarious. But that's the thing; it's like that would that be bad for boxing? Like if it involved into like a celebrity tough man? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> that'd probably be bad. But I mean, still, more people would watch that than watch boxing a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, so you know, and, we, and obviously, do we don't judge uh, how the quality of a sport based on how many people watch it? Um, that you know, I mean, I think this fight on Saturday night is going to be terrible. I think it's going to be boring. 
there's still going to be a ton of people watching it. Uh, but anybody who sits there and says, well, this is bad for the sport. It gives boxing a bad name. You're a, you are deluding yourself and you're an idiot. All right. Second last thing. Do you think McGregor has already won? Yeah. I mean, dude, the moment that he signed that contract and got the fight, he won. That's I, it. Yeah, I, I agree. 100%. Last thing. Right. Ho- Saturday night, five o'clock in the morning, Irish time. The bell goes, Conor McGregor faces off against Floyd Mayweather. What happens over the next 36 minutes to an hour or whatever? What, what do you think? How do you see it playing out? What's going to happen? I know you don't know, and I know you don't want to do analysis, but what do you think? What's your prediction? Now, I think you're going to see Floyd Mayweather kind of uh, protect himself, and, and I don't want to say toy with Conor McGregor. I think you're going to see Conor have you know maybe a few moments where it looks like he's got a little bit of hope, but I think you're going to see Floyd Mayweather take over probably the sixth round or so and probably win by knockout in the seventh or eighth round. Yeah, uh, look, I think McGregor is going to come in and try his absolute best. You know, a lot of people saying McGregor's coming in here just to collect the paycheck. I think McGregor's he thinks he can win, which is uh, I think is insane, but I, I think he does. And he'll go out there and try to win. He'll try to knock five men out. He'll try to make it tough in the clinch for him. He'll try to win rounds. He'll try to do all that. I, I really do think he he does. And I, like, I don't think anyone can question Conor McGregor's heart and his toughness and his, you know, you know his warrior spirit as an actual fighter i don't think that can be questioned and i think he will go in there and if he has to go out in his shield i think he will go out in his shield but i think him actually going going in there and try to knock fly Mayweather out trying to bring the fight to him will actually turn against him will cause him to get tired will cause him to take shots from fly Mayweather you know and and eventually get finished i do uh, you know i really believe that i find it very hard to see this one going going 12 rounds i think mcgregor will come in Try to land hard. McGregor or Mayweather will just, you know, dodge his punches, land body shots, land combinations on him, get him, you know, Mayweather won't push forward as much because he doesn't want McGregor to counter him and land shots, you know, but that's really how I, I think it'll go. I think McGregor will try hard, but I think Mayweather will, will just pick him off and, and that'll tell, you know, we spoke about it earlier in the podcast. It really is how long Mayweather wants this to go after that initial burst. I think the first two rounds maybe will, you know, will be a little bit more even than the rest of the fight, if you want to call it that way. I think, you know, I think Mayweather will win all, all around. But I think if he wants to drag this out longer after those couple of initial rounds, I think he can. If he wants to fight again, that's definitely a possibility. But if this is genuinely his last fight ever, I think he can win this maybe in three, two, three, four rounds. I, I think he can. If not, and I think which is more likely because Mayweather has done that before, I think he'll drag it. And I think you're right. Maybe seven, eight, ninth. I, I think he, he'll finish it up somewhere around then. Yep. I think that's, I think that's the most likely outcome. And you know what? That doesn't, that doesn't portray Conor McGregor in a negative light at all. That, just like we said earlier, I mean, the fact that he's even here in the first place is a win. Uh, what happens on Saturday night doesn't matter. I mean, it, you know, if he wins, it matters because it means more big, big, big fights, but um, it's nobody, nobody should uh, think any less or differently of him. If he goes in and loses to Floyd Mayweather, which he will. A hundred percent. Yeah. And look, we'll, we'll talk about what's going to happen afterwards next week, but I, I totally agree with you. If he gets knocked out in the first round, you know, he's gone in there against the greatest boxer of all time. What were people expecting? You know, if he goes in there and, and last seven, eight rounds, I think people are going to say, geez, he put up a good fight. If he goes the distance, they're going to say unbelievable. You know, we wouldn't mind seeing uh, McGregor box again. It, it, you know, it's going to be like that, I think. And if he can win, it's really one of the greatest sporting uh, achievements of all time, to be honest. It's up there with Leicester City. I think behind it, but it's, it's definitely up there with that. It, it, it'll be huge, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it anyway. It's going to be good fun and enjoy it. Don't be abusing each other on, on the internet too much. Right, let's get to, before we get to the questions, let's get to a few uh, MMA topics that happened this week. Diego Sanchez is fighting Matt Brown, Jeremy. What do you think of that? Um, for Diego Sanchez, yeah. I think. I think that's well what I would say. Yeah, yeah, well, like, really? I think, mm-hmm. that's what I would, I think that's what I would say. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think uh, that's going to end well for Diego. Uh, Tony Ferguson's fighting Kevin Kevin Lee, of all people, for the interim lightweight title with McGregor away. What did you get that one? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's kind of weird that Khabib is not fighting. Um, but, I mean, I'm starting to get on the Kevin Lee bandwagon, to be honest. Like, he's uh, one of those dudes that annoys me to the point where it's actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm not the same point. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not really looking forward to that. I think there's just so many great matchups there for Tony Ferguson. I think the build up to that will be pretty funny. Absolutely cringy and people are going to hate it. And that's why I love it. You know, it's a whiff of Diego Costa for that one. But I don't think the fight will be all that good. You know, I think Kevin Lee is still very limited. You know, he's good hands, good wrestling, kind of good submissions. But I think Tony Ferguson is a way more dynamic fighter. And and I think he'll take that one pretty easily. But yeah, it's an odd fight to make. You know, I, I know Ferguson beat Barbosa before, but I think that would have been a good fight and way more exciting. As you said, Habib, I believe Dana White said Habib's injured, so that's not happening. But yeah, it, it's just a bit... Uh, well, it's uh, funny that he said that, and then a clip came out of Habib, you know, doing some ground and pound, looking not yeah. injured at all, so... Yeah, uh, JDS versus Francis Ngannou is off as well. Not sure who's going to go in on that one. Uh, Battle Zone happened at the, at the weekend as well. Lee Hammond got a, got a good win there. Check that out. I believe there's videos up on Battle Zone. Right, let's get through a few questions here. We've taken up enough of your time, so let's get through them uh, pretty quickly. Andy Hall, do you see any with, with McGregor versus um, Mayweather this weekend? This was over on Facebook. Did you see anyone else going into any boxing versus MMA fights? We saw Anthony Joshua coming out today saying it's possible. Tony Bellew has said he, he would fight this. Thing. Do, you, do you think any more will actually happen no no i don't believe so i, I believe it's a one-time exception or you know maybe a few times exception if, if, if mcgregor does it again but i mean unless your name is conor mcgregor uh if you're in the ufc and your name is not conor mcgregor i wouldn't get your hopes up yeah i definitely agree with that uh mr podge asked about jds getting flagged by you sada um listen <laughs> I think Ian Kidd is, put up, is the, the premier uh, journalist on this sort of thing. And he said, kind of wait and see. So I, I tend to agree with, with what Ian says and things like this. And so many um, so many of these USADA flaggings, as I like to call them, uh, have been overturned that we kind of have to wait and see. And I think people are kind of realizing that now that, you know, you know, Fair enough. If if he's found found to be guilty, slay him. If you want, to, if that's your prerogative, and if he's you know if he's not, fair enough. You know, would you be on the would you be in agreement with that? Yeah, I'm the same way. But I mean, look, I you know I, I've got a pretty good relationship, pretty close relationship with some some of the folks on Junior's team, and I spent a lot of time around Junior. And 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 if there was a you know if I had to name a few people in the UFC who I believe were not would would not do performing enhancing drugs Junior Dos Santos would be one of those uh so yeah I would I would take a wait and see approach yeah and you call again who would you like to see fighting backfighting first Nick Diaz Nate Diaz Habib or Condit Condit Carlos Condit's my favorite fighter of all time uh, to watch in the octagon so I would say him I mean I you know I enjoy watching Nate and Nick I don't enjoy watching Khabib um I enjoy Khabib's promos and his trash talking uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I enjoy Ali Abdelaziz's trash talking, um, <laughs> but I, you know, in terms of actual fighting, I've, I've enjoyed watching Carlos Condit pretty much throughout the entirety of his career. So yeah, I would love to see him. I don't think it's going to happen though. Yeah, I think Habib is likely to come back first. I, I want to see Nate Diaz back. I think he's wasting years here where he's an actual really good fighter. He just got really good. And uh, I think it'd be a shame to waste that. Uh, Chuck Little versus Chael. Do you think it'll happen? Who do you think would win? I do think it's going to happen and I don't really care who's going to win. I mean, I... Ah, if I had to pick a winner, I would say Chuck Liddell. Jeez, I think Chandler probably take him down to beat him. You would think so, uh, but then if he, then if Chuck punches him in the face one time, he might fold up like a, you know, a stack of cards. So that's a good point. Chell could have, or uh, Chuck could have triangle him yeah. maybe. Um, up, up the Dars and Red is Black Fitness. Both ask Cody, Cody versus DJ has been a, uh, has been announced. Who do you think takes that one? Uh, Cody and TJ or Cody and DJ? Cody, Cody, did I say DJ? TJ, yeah. TJ. Okay, Cody and TJ. I think I'm going to go with TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, I I agree with that one. Uh, yeah, I was talking to someone the other day who's an MMA journalist, and they were saying that they think Cody win it. I think it's a real fifty fifty. I think it's one of the best fights in the UFC, and uh, I'm really I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing that one. Um, we have mixed martial arts. They asked about JDS again. Uh, Nick Ildea, tell Jeremy Conor McGregor was four and one, four and one in MMA the last time Everton beat Liverpool, and Everton are shite. What you think of that? What was that guy's name? Uh, Nickel there. Fuck him. <laughs> Farrell Connolly asks, what cities in Europe do you see getting uh, an event next year? Could Dublin be one? Yeah, I think it definitely will. A few people have asked that. Dave Doyle from MMA Fighting, we mentioned earlier, asks, Murphy's or Beamish? What do you think, Jeremy? Say what? Murphy's or Beamish, the stouts. Which, which oh, one? Murphy's. Uh, yeah, my answer to that is Guinness. 
Well, Guinness, um, of course, but it, that wasn't one of the choices. Like, you can't, I mean, I would pick Guinness, but only Guinness in Dublin. Like, I wouldn't pick it here because it's terrible in, our, in America. Not just Dublin. Dublin is a shithole. It's actually worse in Dublin than it is in other parts of Ireland. Get, uh, I don't, I don't believe that. But like oh, the, the, the 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 pint that I had at the the Guinness the factory there in Dublin was like one of the greatest pints of beer I've ever had in my life. Drink a pint of beer and a pint of Guinness and Kerry. I'm telling you. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have Guinness this weekend. Actually, that's gonna be my beer of choice. I've just decided that. Nice, but Guinness out of a can and stuff is absolutely uh, just disgusting. Uh, uh, it's still better than Bud Light. So yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, people asking about the gloves, Jim and all, and Mister Podge and stuff. There. Um, last question. Okay, UFCbets.co.uk. Will McGregor one day overtake Mayweather's uh, career earnings? Do you think that's possible? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to do it long enough. I think McGregor could one day be richer than Floyd Mayweather because Mayweather is probably going to lose a lot of his money taken away in tax. I think McGregor's a lot smarter than him. And I also think McGregor could divest in I know, is divest the right word i'm not sure but go into other things where he could make a lot of money he seems like someone whose whose name people want to get behind and you know who want to sponsor him could get into f- even films and stuff although we saw that how well that went for under but i i think that's possible yeah, in, in yeah. i think he might be a more i mean he might be a wealthier man someday uh but yeah. based on outside business interest but in terms of actual career like in you know in fight earnings no yeah, I agree. <clears throat> right, that's it. Thanks to uh, John Sportrets again. Check him out, john-sportrets.com, J-O-H-N-S-P-O-R-T-R-A-I-T-S. Check out his illustrations and stuff like that. Right, Jeremy, thanks very much. Good podcast. What, you have an article coming out this week. Do you want to pimp it around? At Jeremy Bader, of course, on Twitter. Check out his work on Bleacher Report. What, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Well, I've got a story coming out on Connor, like the history of the secret, the roots of uh, the law of attraction that Connor follows. And, and uh, it's, it's interesting to me, but I'm a nerd. So um, I'm not sure. It'll be out later in the week. I'm not sure exactly when, but I will tweet it at Jeremy Botter when I do. Sweet. I know to avoid that. Thanks very yeah. much. Um, right. You're going to be back next week. Maybe maybe last week if we can keep Graham away, you know, yeah. we, might, we might keep you on forever. But um, yeah, thanks very much. As we do every week, inspirational quote. Here it goes. The secret of happiness is to count your blessings while others are adding up their troubles. We'll see you next Tuesday.